Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hey, fuckers, welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I am Corinne. I am Christina. Okay, this episode of Guys We Fucked is brought to you by Third Love. Put fist fit first, not fists first, <laughs> fit first with Third Love. Third Love uses real women's measurements to create bras that fit better, available in sizes AA through G, as well as their exclusive half cup sizes. Try one of Third Love's 24-7 bras for free for 30 days. If it's not your new favorite bra, you can return it or exchange it for another one for free. Go to thirdlove.com slash GWF now and try it. Third Love is offering free for 30 days. They just told me to say it again. Maybe I copy and paste it wrong. I have no idea. So go to thirdlove.com slash GWF. Third love titties. Come see us live. Uh, I'm going to read three dates just, you know, so sure. then uh, Wednesday, June 7th, that is this Wednesday. Does that work? No. Oh, we're going to go for shit. <laughs> I'm so tired. We just got back from Chicago. You I guys. was like, no, this is coming out on Friday and it's Sunday, right? Fuck. Fuck me in the ass. Okay. So anyway, oh, I will. I mean, you just gotta <clears> pay me. I say fuck me in the ass to myself so many times. I, per that's day. like my tick, and I gotta stop saying that in public. Oh, I mean, I've, I've said it in public loudly. <laughs> that's my like fuck. Is that's like, my fuck go to. Me in the ass. Yeah, I always say that. Ugh, anyway, just kidding. Sorry, kids. Um, okay, so uh, come see us live on Thursday, June fifteenth. I'm going to be at the Atlantic City Comedy Club in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, James, my boyfriend, and I we're going to be co-headlining eight thirty p.m. at the Atlantic City Comedy Club. Uh, use code Alfred for discount <gasps> tickets. Aww. Aww, that's Very fun. Cute. And then uh, the next day, Friday, June 16th, Nacho Bitches is at New York Comedy Club in New York City, uh, 11.15 p.m. Use code Nacho for $10 tickets. And that's co-hosted by Blair Saki and myself. Los Angeles, California. If you are in there, Friday, June 23rd, Wendy Starling and I are bringing Glamour Puss to the belly room at the Comedy Store. We're so excited. Show starts at 10.30 p.m. There's a couple tickets left. They're 12 bucks. Come play with us. Montreal, Canada. We're going to be back at Just for Laughs July 28th and 29th doing Guys We Fuck the Experience, which is our interactive show. We're doing a live podcast recording, and then we're also co-hosting two stand-up shows for Off JFL. And then if you're in Toronto, Canada, we're going to be in it for another Just for Laughs on September 21st and 22nd. We're doing, I think, like the same thing. Yeah. Guys We Fucked experience which is the best night of your life and uh, a live podcast recording it's gonna be a lot of fun come on out and join us and thanks so much to our second sponsor hubble that's the contact lenses brand that you guys keep tweeting and saying what's that contact lenses brand it's hubble uh it's h-u-b-b-l-e are you tired of overpaying for uncomfortable contact lenses yes what if i told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for thirty dollars a month i say you're crazy do the math guys that's a dollar a day oh wow this is half the price uh, of other brands. Go to HubbleContacts.com and get your first two weeks for free. It's true. It's really easy. You just put on your uh, your lens prescription and your address and they do send them to you for free. So even if you're just fucking curious, if you ran out of contacts and you need more, like just, just do, do that. it. I like them. It's free. Uh, my, I'm, I'm, I'm old and I've my cornea has been cracked in my life and all these Whoa. things. I uh, That's why I changed over several years ago to daily lenses. I got it 
tell you, <laughs> daily lenses are so much better yeah, than healthy, healthier for your eyes than those ones that sit in that g- goop for two weeks. Like they're just so much better. I love putting in a fresh pair of contacts every day. Hubble sends them to you and they're nice and soft. They're not shitty. Uh, they sell directly to you so they can offer contacts for half the price. They can send you to an optometrist if you don't have a prescription as well. So go to HubbleContacts.com to get your first two weeks of lenses for free. That's 15 pairs of lenses for free. Can't beat that deal. Uh. And Hub- Hubble is listing our, off- our our listeners two weeks of free contacts. Again, HubbleContacts.com and get 2020 vision for half the price. And last that I promise. Uh, oh God, I love this sponsor so much. Um, Latote. Latote is a fashion subscription box that sends brand name clothing and accessories right to your door for a low monthly fee. You can rent up to 700 bucks worth of fashion from designer brands like BCBG, Max, Azria. I always say Azaria. Azria. I I would think now that I look look at it. Nike, Rebecca <laughs> Minkoff, and more all month long. They have maternity totes, which are perfect if you're expecting. Uh, your size is ever-changing for nine months, so they'll fucking figure that out for you so you don't have to buy maternity clothes that you'll never wear again. Um, I fucking love the sponsor so much. I've already... I'm on my second tote, and I fucking... I get to try clothes that I'm too afraid to buy. I like taking risks, but with fashion, it's like, well, if you try something on, you don't like it. You got to go back to the store. I just don't, I just don't do it. Yeah, and I don't tote, try clothes on the store. The I hate it. It's a waste fuck, of time. I know, but the tote's amazing because they fucking figure out what your size is better than you can because every brand is so different. And so you wear the clothes for as long as you fucking want. You have the option to buy them if you want. And then when you're done, you're like, all right, I'm done. I want my next thing of clothes. You just put it in this prepaid fucking envelope. You don't clean them and they'll clean them all for you. And then you get new clothes. It's so fucking cool. I love this company so much. So if you go to Latote, which is L-E-T-O-T-E.com, you can get started for as little as 39 bucks a month. And you can get 50% off your first month when you enter the promo code GWF at checkout. So once you sign up, you'll receive your uh, completely customized tote within days. Wear what you want. Return everything in the mail when you're done. And repeat all month long. Again, that is Latote, L-E-T-O-T-E dot com enter the promo code gwf and feel fabulous with fashion delivered right to your door seriously though this fucking uh, this fucking service is amazing and i love it so much um and then uh last week we started for pride month which is june if you live under a rock pride meaning like gay pride and i know some people it's so interesting i saw this meme that uh Je- jessica kirsten uh posted uh was a repost from judy gold both uh, definitely uh, comics who are in the LGBTQIA community. And I know a lot of people are like, well, why isn't there like a straight pride parade? Ugh, like that's what? every day. But it's not, it's not the pride in being gay or celebrating like, hi, I'm gay and you're not. It's just it's celebrating. It's it, it, well, it's also like acceptance and like, yeah. And that this is like something that I am allowed, allowed to be like celebrating the, no one's ever yelling at like, a straight couple You can't kissing. be you. Yeah. Like, you're gross for being you like that's just never happened um so i think it was really cool and we are all month long uh celebrating clients from new alternatives uh which is a wonderful uh shelter and uh service program for at-risk lgbtqia youth here in new york uh and today we are going to sit down with someone (laughs) named justice who we feel compliments our later guest very well for this week's episode 
I'm doing good, you. You look amazing. Thank you. Oh I know you God. walked in. I was like, is there a celebrity? Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> who is that? Oh, my God. You're beautiful. Thank you. Um, how old are you? 25. 25. And what is your, uh, what do you, how do you identify? What? Is, where are you on the spectrum of um, LGBTQIA? She, he, they, it doesn't matter. All of it. Right. Nice. <laughs> Just anything that people call you, are like, ah, I'll answer to that. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and how did you come to find new alternatives? Um, about three years ago, I was like street homeless. Okay. And someone told me about the program and I've been like coming since then. Oh, that's great. So how long were you homeless <clears throat> for? Um, like months. Months. Yeah. Holy I wouldn't say years. Yeah. And I was like, you have a, I hear a bit of like a Southern accent. Where, where are you from originally? I'm from North Carolina. Oh, and how, what made you make your way up here? Opportunities, money. Yeah. How was it in North Carolina? What was life like? Um, boring. Yeah. Slow pace. It's very different. Yeah. The South moves. There is no sense of urgency to get right. shit done in a timely <laughs> fashion, which is nice, but also like, I'm like, come on, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, now how was, what was it like being homeless? Um, I didn't know like resources or anything. So it was, um, important for me to like find places like new alternatives and stuff. Yeah. But other than that, it was, it was okay. I made the best of it. Where did you sleep? Shelters, drop-in centers. Oh, okay, cool. And then was someone from new alternatives, like going around and talking about that to, to homeless youth or did it was just kind of happenstance that like word heard. in the community that yeah. this is a place you can go. Right. Just word of mouth from other gay people like experience, experiencing the same stuff. Um, no. Okay. So when you were homeless, did you travel with like a, a crew of friends or, or like-minded people or were you totally by yourself? By myself. Oh man. And Is what scary? Um, I'd rather be by myself. Oh. I like being, I, I like being alone. I hear you. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I would be like, mm, let me just be homeless by myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And now uh, you obviously like dress in a very like beautiful way, but I, I imagine that like gets some extra attention. Were you dressing like this when you were homeless? Always. Whoa, you best looking. People wouldn't believe me. People wouldn't believe I was homeless. Cause you're, you're walking in like so a, good. a supermodel. And uh, d do you feel like that ever affected the way people treated you negatively or positively? Um, I believe if I was dressed worse or had like holes or looked dirty, people would help me more. Uh, mm -hmm. But people just like look at me like she don't need to help. Yeah. Is there and did you experience homophobia within the homeless community? Never, never experienced homophobia living here or in the South. Oh, really? Oh. Oh, that's Never. not uh, the answer that I expected because I hear a lot about uh, homophobia in specifically in the South and like with religion and churches and stuff and like Jesus doesn't like gays or whatever the fuck they're trying to shove down people's throats. <laughs> and what was your uh, what was your home life like in the South? It was good. Um, I grew up on a reservation in Cherokee, Lumbee and Sioux. Oh, okay. cool. How was that? Um, it was fun. Different. Like... Being gay isn't a big problem. Um, oh, that's great. Or like two spirit, it's not a big deal. Well, it's it's interesting. I've actually been learning a lot about um, Native American like reservations where like the laws are different there. But um, one of the things that I learned um, that really shocked me was like rape. 
on uh, Native American reservations is crazy, but it's by white men that come in and you can't char like they're the way the courts are within the reservation. And then in the outside world, like they don't ever cross over. So you can't like convict, which is crazy. And the statistics are insane. Like Native American women are the most, um, most at risk for being raped. And I just, that shocked me. Have you ever had, did you know well, somebody? Um, yeah, I, I, I knew rapists. Really? Uh-huh. I knew some some of my friends were raped, but... Wow. You knew rapists? Yeah. How did you know they were rapists? Did they say? It was my father. Well, there you go. Well, yeah. Did he say it or did you witness something um, or did you... He's been in and out of prison for it for years. Okay. Well, he went to prison for it because a lot of rapists do not go to prison. Yeah. Was, was he assaulting people in your family or in your community or... Community. Uh-huh. Wow. And how did, I mean, how did that affect you? How did that make you feel? Um, it affected me like financially because my father wasn't there anymore. But mm -hmm. yeah. other than that, I've lived to deal with it. Mm -hmm. What stresses you out? Cause you seem so chill. Nothing really. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of nice that like that demeanor is probably very helpful in like intense situations. Yeah, and I'm very peaceful, chill. Yeah, you really are. I love it. It's awesome. And how, uh, what circumstances led to you becoming homeless? Um, I didn't want to live with men anymore. Um, I mean, I was, I was in New York three years before I was homeless. I lived with a six year old and I got sick of being his eye candy. Uh, so we're, did you have like a kind of a like a, a, like a deal boy toy kind of thing like with a, this? Yeah, okay. pretty much. And I, I didn't want to live up to the deal. So yeah, packed my shit and went to a shelter. Yeah, because there was more freedom than that. Right. Right. How did you? Was he upset when you peaced mm. out, or did you run away? Like, were you kind of like I'm he was pissed. hurt, but yeah. I'm pretty sure he's learned to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. No, we've had, yeah, we've had listeners kind of inquire about getting into like relationships like that, like sugar a daddy sugar type. daddy. Yeah. How did you, how does, how does one start a relationship like that? Um, I was on Grinder, and it was my first day in New York City and I was sitting in a drop-in center and this dude was wanting to have sex with me. I was like, um, I'm not looking for sex. Um, Practically, I just came to New York City and I'm homeless. And he invited me over. I went grocery shopping with him. He took me out to eat and I never left. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did you guys ever have sex? No, but so it, it got just to the point. I, the eye candy thing. That's why he Yeah, said it that. got to the point where he was wanting sets or me to pay rent and stuff. And you're like, well, I told you. Dude, yeah. You can, you're I not my type. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're like, I can only walk. Was he gross? No, he was oh, a okay. chef and everything. He was a good person. He was just. Oh, that's nice. He just wasn't your type. You didn't sexually, cook. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. What? Well, I mean, so, so basically, you you just chose to be homeless instead right. of having sex with someone. I rather make it on my own. Yeah, that, that's admirable. That's a good. Yeah. And uh, what has what has new alternatives specifically done for you? Like, what are the ways that they helped you? Um, when I need food, I can come here and eat. Or if I need like clothes or lip gloss or anything like that they usually have it so right so and what kind of like what's your life lifestyle like now where are you living um i live uptown i'm in a shelter but how is it is it good it's good i've heard horror stories about shelters but i've also heard like really good positive stories about the people who run them are like kind and good right. and whatever. um i live in a good one i wouldn't good. say it's bad that's awesome how the fuck did you learn to do makeup so well practice <laughs> like I youtube videos a lot or? of practice because like i i wear it every day i've been doing yeah. it for like eight months every day what got you into makeup transitioning okay are you transitioning like gender mm -hmm. okay from 
male to female. Male to female. Are you doing hormones? Not yet, but okay. I want to start soon. Oh, cool. And do you, how do you, is there like, how do you afford that? How do you, I don't know anything about like the process of actually the resources. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The insurance pays for it. Oh, nice. I mean, oh, okay. Great. That's okay. great that insurance pays for that. Yeah, shit, that's good. Because for a while, I know that a lot of companies were not. I'm like, what the, okay. Um, what would you say to any like other like LGBTQIA, like homeless youth um, or like people who get, we talked to a couple people, you did it on your own accord. You kind of left, but like a lot of people that we've talked to like get kicked out of their house, yeah, which, of course, is, their homes. which is crazy. Have you ever, have you met other than like being here and getting food here and stuff? Have you met people in your travels in your life that have been in that circumstance? Um, yeah, but they usually have drug problems or something. Yeah, it does There's seem a reason your family's kicking you out. But but a, but a lot of, it seems like a lot of times it's because of their sexuality. And then they turn to drugs because they're like, well, what do I do? My own family's rejecting me. Yeah, that's one thing you shouldn't do, turn to drugs. Right, yeah. Or you're going to be in this situation for a while. Yeah, it's hard to get yourself out. Right. So your advice would probably be like, don't do drugs. Yeah, <laughs> and stay the hell away from other people. Do it on your own. Yeah. Well, you have a lot, we have Damn. a lot in common, Justin. Yeah, you do. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> Uh, so you mentioned kind of like in passing that you didn't want to live with men anymore. Was it just that one uh, sugar daddy experience or had anything else happened negatively with men? Um, I've always lived with men ever since I left home at 18. Mm -hmm. And um, I always had to pack my shit and go. They never had to pack their shit and go. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm tired of that. Yeah. For men once, I want them lot. to pack their shit and go from my place. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I hear you. There's more power to that. Right. Like, you fucking get the fuck out of my place. Right. <laughs> um, and are you are you employed right now? Um, I do my own little gigs, but no. What kind <laughs> of stuff? What yeah, what's gigs? your what's your career? Entertainment. Yeah. Photography, stuff oh. like that. And then do you do you sing? Do you dance? I dance. Okay. And um, I've just some some new modeling and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. Did you like it? I love it. We almost did new modeling, um, <laughs> but then it didn't work out. <laughs> but not because of us. It was because of the other people. <laughs> <laughs> Christine was like, they wanted us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how, like, how do you feel when you're modeling new? Does it make you, what, how, how does it make, make you, you feel? Make you feel sexy? Does it make you feel? Um, I think it's an art form. So it is. It's expressive. Yeah. It's is a that way to your, express myself. Yeah. Yeah, I know you. I love I because I love when people express themselves through like clothes and makeup, and they like do a good job of it because that like that's respectable to me. And you do a great job with you, with your wardrobe. You. That fucking hat is amazing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and what kind of uh, how do you see your life going in New York? Like five years, ten years from now, where ideally would you want to be? Um. I don't know. I just want a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, so you're just you're kind of just like you a want that independence. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Is there anything else you want us to talk about or say or mm. in relationship to anything, really? That's about all I can think of. <laughs> I don't have anything personally to say. Okay. Well, thank you so much for, thank you. for talking with us thank and you. Uh, spending your time with and that was justice. Yeah, oh, I, 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 actually, I actually looked up this meme because I was like, nah, I didn't get, do it justice. It says gay <laughs> justice. Yeah, gay we just heard oh, justice. That's, that was Aww. good. Gay pride was not born of a need to celebrate being gay, but our right to exist without persecution. So instead of wondering why there isn't a straight pride movement, be thankful you don't need one. That's what I, I like. That's perfectly just the sentiment. Put. And it's also like just stop. Everyone get, gets a second. Just like stop. Fucking also, we should be we should all be lifting up other groups of people that we are not in. That that are in a minority of any sort because when you are in a minority of any kind, racially, sexually, you face things that 
people not in that minority face. And I think it's really powerful. That's why gay pride is the pride parade is my favorite day of the year because it's just the most love I've ever felt in my whole life all day. That, that fucking parade is the best thing in the world. It's really fun. And I actually it's, hate parades. I, I I mean, I don't, I'm like, yeah, parades, I love I that parade. I, Oh my God. I look forward to it. It's like fucking Christmas. It's amazing. And if you can get to New York or other major cities who have pride parades, definitely do it. Oh man. We, uh, we we sound very tired because we just literally flew back from Chicago like a couple hours ago. And we had like a drunken night. Did not sleep. Yeah, we went out in, um, of all places, Milwaukee. <laughs> that was surprising. Yo, we got turnt in yeah. Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. It was really fun. I um, the most fun nights are always the ones like where you don't plan to get yes. drunk. And then, I I have a long history of getting accidentally d- drunk. Well, <laughs> me too. And it's always like whenever I decide, like you know what, I'm gonna rally. Let's go out. Fuck yeah. it. Whenever I have that like spark in me, where I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll just go out even though I'm tired. It always ends up being fun, right? Well, because I was so curious because like we hadn't we had just gotten right to the hotel, and it really kills me to go to a city and only see a hotel room and a venue. Like yeah. it hurts my heart. Yeah. I, I have uh, one of the best parts of the guys we fuck podcast besides, you know, obviously like, you know, not feeling sexual shame, and, you know, oh, anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's cool too, I guess. besides that was like getting to see the fucking country that yeah. I live in I've all never, my life. I've never traveled this much Me ever, neither. And nor did I ever envision myself. I hadn't doing seen that. any of it. And, yeah. it, and I mean, it, 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 there is a correlation because meeting different kinds of people uh, helps you to understand people more, which lets you, judge them less exactly it really is all connected so when i say on the podcast like oh i don't know he's probably from uh kansas ain't talk like this that's because i'm an ignorant motherfucker (laughs) who's never been anywhere and so it's so nice to get to know people like we were at that bar that what the fuck what bar was it safe house safe house spy themed spy themed museum restaurant guy (laughs) the guy at the front had he had a trip he was on a power trip a little bit he asked us for five bucks to enter fine then he asked us to do the chicken dance not fine. So yeah. these girls were smoking a cigarette and they came back in and we just, I just ran and I was like, I'm not doing that, bro. I paid you. Well, cause I'm and not into, really mad. I'm not into humiliation. I mean, sexually I'm willing to go there, but this was not sexual. Well, it was just also like not even funny or interesting. It, he wasn't even, yeah, he wasn't even being funny. That was the problem. And then, so we walk in through this like <laughs> fake bookcase and it's the brightest it's really, bar. Yes. I've ever like, been fuck to you safe house or whatever. Come on, give us a little. It was so bright. A little dimmer. But then it also looked like a fun house. Yeah. And the guy that everyone there was cool. I just remembered this. Oh God. I accidentally like our agent <laughs> was like, how was the show tonight? <laughs> Apparently. Oh yeah. The next day I wrote, uh, no, that I replied pretty soon after. And I wrote hot as fuck, honestly, colon, like uh, my own custom winky face. Parenthesis. I'm like, and then he texts me the next, it was a group text between the three of us. And he texts me the next morning, like, ha ha ha. I'm like, what's so fucking funny? And then I look, I'm like, oh my God, I kind of, whoops, that's not what I meant to say. Right. Um, it was a hot show, especially that last sext. Um, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't take it as badly. I was like, I, I was like, I wasn't I just that. would never have talked to our I know agent you like that. Like, that. I know you wouldn't know. Is cr- not crossing a line because we talk about some shit in me in professional business settings that yeah. not a lot of people get to talk about, which is so fun. But I was like, oh, I'm so, I mean, I know he didn't give a shit, but I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. No, it, it, I, I didn't think it was I, crossing I, the line. I guess I didn't, I didn't black out, but I was, I don't remember say, sending that. I have not done something under the influence of alcohol that I don't remember in a 
very long time. Well, that's what happens when you drink a fishbowl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was because we're like, wow, we're not in New Orleans and they have fish bowls. This is amazing. And we then gotta re- get one. Remember, there was this guy who came in with like a camouflage hat. And yeah. I don't know. He was being a misogynistic piece of yeah. shit. I, yeah. forget, I don't even know what he said. But I I was, Instagram lived it for a second. Oh, you did. Did you save it? You got to save it and send it to me. I want to know what he said. I don't I don't. You know, but all these girls rallied because they were like hearing him talk. And then we like just like we're like, I don't know what we said. Like, get out of here. We bullied, we bullied a man out of a bar. But we didn't say anything that bad. Right. Oh, well, I, mean, I hope not, not. Not that bad. I mean, we probably just shamed him a but little he, bit. But he left. Yeah. And it was such a it was such a bonding moment because I was like, victory! And then I bought everyone a shot. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next day on my train, woo boy. And then I was like, oh, wow, Milwaukee. Like, you bought everyone a shot and it was like $40 or something. Yeah, I know. Like, I was like, this that is was great. Yeah. This is the best. I could be the talk of the town yeah. for j- as little as $40. Oh, my God. That reminds me of what I, ages ago, I was we, I was with Ben Hague and we were in New Hampshire doing a show and we, we did the same thing. Everything was so cheap that even we were like, we were pretty broke and we just went in the bar and bought everyone shots. Like, Aww. And it was like $100 to buy like literally every the person. entire Damn. Bar jello shots. Wow. <laughs> and that's a good feeling. And we're like, we're the clanging queen of New Hampshire. <laughs> and you're the only people that probably have ever said that. Oh my God. That's exciting. That was fun. Oh, um, thank you guys for coming out to these shows. These shows are really good. And I'm excited to uh, do them. <laughs> and and to, uh, these shows are like, seriously, some of my favorite times on stage. Yeah, they're very um, fun. It's really fun. Okay, so let's get on to our guest. I'm so excited for you to hear this interview. Um, our guest today makes six figures a year off of humiliating men. And she's never even shown a titty. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Um, so, with, ladies and gentlemen, we are very excited to welcome to Guys We Fucked, Ciara Lynch. Sadly sleeps too Wondered as she walks or walkie Hides behind Any other story she takes Battens to excited to talk to you about it (laughs) how let's start with um how'd you get started uh that is a really good story so I was 17 years old and I was living in Japan as an exchange student um and a lot of times people think at this point like oh of course Japan you know the fetish industry it actually had little to do with that um except for the fact that I didn't know any Japanese and I was super lonely I didn't have any friends because uh, I didn't speak the language and they didn't speak mine. Um, so I yeah, spent, that's not an easy one to pick up. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I spent a lot of time online. 
and um, I was bored a lot. And, uh, you know, I'd lost my virginity like two years before and I was really interested in sex, but all of a sudden I wasn't having sex because I didn't even have friends. And so as, as just like an outlet, I would take sexy pictures of myself and like send them to my boyfriend back home and then we broke up and so I just started putting them on just websites online. <laughs> Who's gonna get the I gotta send these pictures to somebody? Pretty much just like just a sad horny little girl. Well it would turn, <laughs> would turn you on to take photos of yourself. Yeah it was yeah, fun, yeah it was so thrilling. you're like oh well, I want to get off on this but boyfriend's no, no longer right. here and so. Then, yeah and I was just kind of needy for that kind of attention. Um, So you know random guys as you can imagine would, would message me all the time and have conversations with me and one of them was uh, a fetishist and he was really into getting peed on as well as women's pantyhose. And I had never really talked to a guy like that before. Like I knew weird fetishes existed because I was always reading like Dan Savage. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay. I I know there's guys like this out there. I just never talked to one. So I was really intrigued. Um, And, you know, he talked to me ever so often and tried to get me to meet him. Like, you know, he lived in, he actually lived in New York if I remember right. And he was like, oh, I'll fly out there or fly you out here. And I'm just like, no, no, that's not going to happen. So eventually he more or less accepted the fact that I was never going to meet him. Um, And he messaged me one day and said, you know, I I get it. You're not going to meet me, but I really think that your piss should be bottled and sold. (laughs) What a line. (laughs) Prince Charming. Right. And so I was like, yeah, your reaction was just like. All right, yeah. Yeah, I was like, okay, then buy it. And um <laughs> it's so I, logical, yeah. Yeah, and I I didn't think it was serious. Like I, I was I, yeah, I was pretty like pretty I don't know, streetwise girl a little bit. Um so I was like, mm, this guy's just dirty talking in his own way, you know. Yeah. Um but you know, that got the conversation rolling and we started negotiating a price and I was just like, all right, let's see where this goes. And um I shipped him like I got a bottle of green tea and drank it and then peed in it. <laughs> And then shipped it to him and then thinking like, okay, I'm never going to see this bottle again. He's not going to pay. Like, just forget about it. You so know? you shipped it before he paid you. Yeah. That, okay. That was, yeah, that was another thing. I mean, you were 17. Pre-Venmo like, too. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that was the thing. He's like, I, I, yeah, I've been ripped off before. I want you to send it first. And I'm just thinking like, oh, he, this guy's going to rip me off. If anything, though, you're just losing a bottle of piss and the shipping exactly. cost. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like, what do I have to lose? See, here? I'm like a maniac. I would be like, can they trace me from my pee and find where I live? <laughs> is, That's my first Is thought. it a leak? Oh, oh, to find where you live. Wow. Like, I don't know. I'm like, is this guy like a, he's a forensic scientist. <laughs> he's going to find the toilet in Japan that I have He <laughs> is going to trace this back to me like a dog. Like I'm, okay, that, but anyway well go. no I, I guess i wasn't that paranoid but uh no i, I, <laughs> I hope not. it's not <laughs> normal so yeah i sent him and then two weeks later uh, i got an envelope from him uh from the u.s and and it contained 250 dollars cash yeah damn yeah. and i'm like 17 years old i come from like a lower middle class home like i've never had that much money like yeah time before oh my god and, and just for doing something you'd normally do, it's just in a different place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've been flushing this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, so I it, it, like I was just like, wow, this guy found me by accident. What would happen if I went looking for guys like this? You yeah. Know? And um, from there, I did some research because I knew like guys would buy used panties. Um, so I was like, okay, there has to be a way to do that online. And I found a website that's like an auction website. It's called eBand. Um, Is it still around? It is, yeah. So nice. it's like eBay, but... 
that you make auctions of the they items. They should call it you. eBay, but E-B-A-E. That's a good oh, one. Good. Oh, shit. <laughs> Take that and run. Wait, it's it's eBay, but what? Oh, so it's eBay, but uh, you can uh, sell items that eBay has banned. So you're not allowed to sell Such as panties. What, like organs? Are they on there too? <laughs> Maybe. That, uh, that honestly Code was names. banned at one time because someone tried to sell like on a human eBay? body. Yeah. It was like a, a couple times there's been like stories of people trying to sell like body parts. <laughs> You know, well, maybe to science. I, yeah, they no. really just want to get the highest offer. I mean, I haven't seen that, but uh, you know, for instance, I've sold you know my socks, my shoes. Um, I've sold you know my shit before. I've sold my tampons. You sold your own shit. I did some. How like do that. you uh, name a price for your own shit? Great question. What so, goes into that? <laughs> so when I first started exploring this world. Um, I, I quickly found out that panties are kind of the most popular. That's what what I make the most money off of. But I just wanted to like test the boundaries and see like what's the craziest thing I could sell. And so naturally, when someone asked to buy my shit, I'm like, yes, let's do it. And he bought it for a hundred dollars, and this was about ten years ago. And did you have to eat anything specific? I know. Say like you want there like a consistency. Did you request? have to put a freezer pack in there? No, no, I just shit in some Tupperware and sent it to him. <laughs> you can do, I mean, I've done that before for, uh, to get uh, it, my poop analyzed medically. Oh. Like I've shit in like a jar and like just sent it off. Oh. But, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. But you paid for that. Yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 no. That wasn't se- sexual. I'm just like, I mean, like you can mail shit was my point. Right. What did he do with the shit? Did he say or did he just not say? Um, He wrote me a long rambling email about how he's an old man and he has in his lifetime consumed over 42 tons of shit. Whoa. Yeah. How and old is he? How old was he at the uh, time? He was in his 60s. So that won't kill you, I guess. I mean, if he's telling the truth, old, he might yeah. be, you know, he might have just been, that was his fantasy or whatever. And he wanted to write it to me. But yeah, because um, I was going to say fecal matter can make you very ill, even it's when true. it's just like you're swimming in a pool with it. I know so, you get pink eye from a fart. I mean, good God. <laughs> I like I. Yeah, I was like, I can't imagine you can actually consume that much and <laughs> wow. be OK. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't think what I else recommend did he it. Say in that email? Um, mostly that like that, you know, he was talking about how on his last dying day, he's just going to imagine all the, the beautiful women that have shit on him before. And, and wow. it, it was just, yeah, he loved it. And he, he sent me this weird little piece of like glass art in with uh, yeah, this little package thing. And I thought it was so stupid at the time I threw it away, but I kind of <laughs> wish I kept it because it's a good conversation piece. Um, but anyway, so that was like 10 years ago. And then wait, one more question. Yeah. You were giving the, you were letting these people have your address. Uh, no, a PO box. Oh, thank God. Okay, yeah. <laughs> thank you. I'm very concerned with safety. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a reasonable question. Um, so after I did that, uh, I was like, okay, I've, I can say I've sold my shit before. I don't really want to do this regularly because I'm dealing with my shit and, you know, there's other ways of making money. <laughs> so whenever someone um, would ask to buy my shit from then on, I would just give them a ridiculous price. Just How much? over the top. Like I would say like, you know, like four thousand dollars. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, and they just be like, "What?" You know, and they're like, like "Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. That's yeah. how much I don't want to do it." But if you want it that bad, I'll do it. Exactly. You know, and uh, you know, of course, for people are just like, "No," and 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 they wouldn't buy it um, until recently. Uh, I think it was last year. Someone finally said yes to four thousand dollars. Four thousand. Someone paid four thousand dollars for your poop, and he bought it twice. They he bought eight thousand dollars worth of yes. your poop. You're putting out a great product. Yeah. I guess. Is what's so great? Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. Can, okay, now I want to get really gross. Like, how big of a piece are you sending? Like, yeah, full no, I, Yeah, you gotta. I gotta know that. Yeah, I mean, a full bowel movement. <laughs> and when, like, have, you ever, have you ever done one and be like, no, this isn't this good? Isn't good. Another it's not one, four thousand dollars worth. I mean, if you're buying my waist, I can't imagine like you, you don't have any room to be picky about it. <laughs> I mean, I so true. I wouldn't send someone like diarrhea, right? Because if they're paying that much, they probably That's want rude. a good solid one. I've got asked. I've got guys asked specifically for diarrhea before. Wow. Wow. Like, have you done that? I haven't. No. So literally there's that's hard to transport and you're going to get it on your hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. You just wash it. But like, damn. Oh, my God. No, but I've only sold my shit those three times. So the first time was one hundred dollars and ten years later, I sold it twice for eight thousand one hundred dollars worth of shit. You yeah. Sell. Market value. Yeah. Shit. It's like when you're a woman. We talked about this when we did we did a, a TED talk a while back and we talked about like this when I was looking for like odd jobs on Craigslist. One of them was I'll pay you like. $300 or whatever it was to massage your foot. That's all. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> and then it's you, as a woman, it's so every part of you and part that could come out of you is worth, someone will buy it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. There's girls that will like sell like shavings of their feet, you know, from those pet Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. There's like, you know, dead skin cells and wow. toenail clippings and snot rags and snot rags. <laughs> well yeah so i was reading and it said you did you ha- you you've sold like uh bathroom waste products so like have you sold like tampons mm-hmm. and stuff i would assume yeah i've sold my tampons before oh man and yeah. is it just one tampon that you give them <laughs> usually i mean i have pretty light periods so it's you know i i, I can't really give them like a whole do they bulk. ever <laughs> complain about like there's not enough blood on this tampon yeah no if i do get complaints like it's usually that it's not smelly enough, it's not dirty enough. I it's mean, that's an e band review. <laughs> well, One cause star. Because that you can't help it at the same time. If they do have a complaint, they have a right to at least say something, I guess, because they're paying for it. Right. You, yeah. you have a right as to an extent as the consumer. Yeah, I know. You know, you got to negotiate those things ahead of time. Do you have any like information as far as like psychologically what? Because the panty thing is so common. And, but then like the fecal matter, I just really, really can't get my mind around like has do you have any insight to that like why the why i mean i I think anything that's taboo you know it's gonna be eroticized yeah so anything that's just like so disgusting and so repulsive someone's definitely getting off on it and you you Hmm. have i mean ever since you started you really had no problem finding men who will either want to be humiliated which we will get to or they want to purchase like something like your shit or a tampon like so it's so interesting to me this whole masculinity thing because Men seem way more interested in being humiliated, yet masculinity just stereotypically is like, that's the most dangerous thing you could do to shatter it or or poke at it or, yeah. you know, it, interrogate, not interrogate, mm-hmm. but like just like bully a man is th- by emasculating him. Right. That is so fascinating. Yeah. To me. I mean, like it's back to, it's just taboo, you know, men yeah. are supposed to be submissive or, you know, they, you, right. they don't want to be humiliated. So therefore they do. Yeah. <laughs> Some of them do. Uh, well, I kind of dig humiliation in that. Like when we do, like when my boyfriend and I do like a cuckolding thing, I like watching him fuck somebody else. One th- element that we haven't really incorporated that I kind of want to push, but I'm too nervous to ask for is like having the girl like, not make fun of me, but just kind of in a way that's like, I'm fucking your boyfriend. Fuck you. Something like that. But oh, that's really? hu- humiliating, I yeah. guess. And that's so hot to me. But I am, my ego is, can be pretty large. And I am very like, 
more of a masculine woman, I think. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I wonder if that's there's a tie between that. That's, that's interesting. interesting. I've met many women that are into cuckolding. Yeah. Me, well, I met a couple, but one of the things when I looked at your website, I was like, oh, I wonder if that's the first idea that I thought of. I was like, oh, do you do that? But when you... You never meet anybody in person? No, I don't do uh, in-person sessions. I'm not, okay. you know, it's all, 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 everything I do, like, uh, erotically, I suppose, is online. Is there any wow. commonality that you find uh, between most of the men who seek your services? Like, is there any, like, one thread that you can say? Honestly, no. no. Um, I'm so, yeah, because yeah, you, you hear that cliche of, like, oh, these are all high-powered CEOs that, you know, want to be, you know, because they're in power all the time. They want that power taken away. And I, I think that's just a total cliche. I talk yeah. to all walks of life, like young, old, you know, different classes, different races. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, to be fair, um, a lot of these guys, because I only talk to them online, I don't really um, get a lot of information about them besides right. just what gets them off. So there might be, but not the one mm. that I've noticed. How about, what, have women ever contacted you for services? Um, only one. Um, and I don't know if it'd be fair to say that she contacted me for herself. It, um, she orders custom videos from me um, and they're for basically her boyfriend. It's her boyfriend's fetish, but they watch them together and uh -huh. get off on them together. Oh, that's kind of like cuckolding a little, I guess. Sport, what well, do you say in the videos? Well, so his fetish, I, I guess he got a circumcision later in life, like as a oh. teenager. And um, if, if my understanding is right, he... Um, He's like 16 or something. And after he got it done, he couldn't masturbate for six weeks and it was really painful. Ooh. And his mother like was the one that arranged it. And he had some like mean sister that would make fun of him for it. Oh. So in the videos, I, I'm role playing his bratty sister, just making fun of the fact that he has to get circumcision. Damn, oh, that is some that's deep a stuff. lot of layers, man. Yeah. And how cool is his girlfriend that she's just like, yeah, yeah we watch this together. What a GGG chick. Exactly. See, I was fine with everything until the, the, the sister? incest came along and then I got freaked out. That's yeah. pretty common. Um, I know it freaks me out. Stepsister, like step siblings, hot, yeah. real siblings, repulsive. Well, that's I, just my personal opinion. No, I, I, I totally yeah. get it. Uh, <laughs> but I think what a lot of people don't understand is, is, is um, when people have a quote unquote incest fetish, they're getting off on the idea of a sister or the oh, idea of, course, of a mother. Oh, of course, of course. And right. not their actual Still, sister honestly, the word, like that's the only but, thing that will can get, get, can get my mind off sex is if I think of yeah. a family member. I will like, yeah. I, it makes me want to vomit. I've accidentally watched porn and I didn't look at the title. And then it, like, and then in the middle, they're like, oh, I hope mom doesn't find out. I'm like, wait, what? What? And I looked at the title, like brother, sister. I'm like, no, God damn. Even though they're not brother and sister in the video, right, they're right. porn stars. It just I'm squeaks like, you out. But that, that idea squeaks me out. But that idea to other people does not i think it's hot <laughs> yeah I, man, I, I know a lot of a lot of my friends think it's hot like they yeah. they are open about like watching incest porn but uh what what to you i mean maybe and maybe you can't even put your finger on it is hot about it um again it's just taboo yeah you know? <laughs> do, you, do you find yourself attracted to different taboos um myself let's see like uh, yeah like like i always wonder like people who do like uh dominatrix or humiliatrix like how how quote unquote weird are you? Yeah. So I don't get aroused by anything I do personally. I, I mean, anything I do personally, anything I do for work, I should right. say. Um, but I don't know. Honestly, I tend to adapt the, um, the kinks of whatever guy I'm with. Like I usually like yeah. start like watching the porn they like. And it's funny because yeah. you guys mentioned brother and sister, like the guy I'm sleeping with right now, like that's the kind of porn he likes. So lately that's all I've been watching. <laughs> I, I've actually started doing, I've done that too with every guy. I'm always one of the first things I want to know is what kind of porn they watch. Cause I, 
I'm so fascinated by what turns them on. And I yeah. love the idea of me privately watching a porn that they've jerked off to because mm-hmm. I know like I can just envision them getting off to this and that's what I yeah, ultimately masturbate to and it's so hot yeah that's exactly right like yeah. I, I you know I, I think most people get off on their partner being aroused so yeah, yeah. if you're watching something's like oh this you know gave him a hard dick it turns you on yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah. See, that's so I specifically try not to watch the porn that like my boyfriend watches because I don't want it clouding like the vision of who I am <laughs> That's how I was doing. Meta. No, I, I get it. Though. Yeah, if it's, if, if, like, if it's extremely I'll, different than you, right? Because I don't. Yeah, then I'll just then I'll make me freak out. Like, whoa, well, then what's happening? I had a bad incident with someone who liked like bodybuilder, uh, bodybuilder porn. <laughs> yeah, you know where I'm going with that. It's, I mean, it just it was just freaked me out. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> how do you, so do you have relationships throughout these, or do you just have fuck buddies, or um, that's kind of been my mo lately. Um, I, I've had some more serious relationships. Um, but how old are you 29? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the moment I've, I've just been kind of floating around and it's been nice. How, what's the most you've ever gotten to know one of your clients? Um, I do have a client. Um, he actually flew me out to New York. Um, so I've been talking to him for about over 10 years and, um, yeah. And he, uh, really nice guy. Uh, really, you know, really, he's a, he's a teacher. Um, he's a teacher. Yeah. He's a teacher, <laughs> not a professor, just a, te- uh, a, a professor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, did you fly I coach? Gonna, I was going to say, yeah, you were in the back of the plane and <laughs> no, was it spirit airlines. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was, he's a professor. And, um, yeah, we've been talking a long time and, and he used to call, um, my ignore lines. So I have these ignore lines. Um, Oh so yeah. So, What's I've, that? so I basically, I have, I have my phone lines where I talk to guys, yeah. but I also have an ignore line where guys will call and I ignore them. I just pretty much say hello and I confirm that they know they called the ignore line. And if they say yes, I'm like, well, you're a fucking idiot, aren't you? And I'll put the phone down. And as long as I stay on the line, I get paid per minute. You get paid to tell guys a fucking idiot? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's my dream. But then, so what do you do? Like you leave it off the hook so that they can hear you like doing stuff around your house? Yeah, that could be part of it. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, or like if I'm free feeling particularly generous i might have my ignore cam on so i'll just turn on my cam but you know do whatever else and I ignore them yeah just and flip just, around on twitter or something <laughs> and just fucking candy crush and get paid to crush candy. yeah yeah wow. yeah totally see i can see I'm, I'm more into that than the incest yeah. <laughs> same same but also like if i knew god had i known when i was looking for like the one time Karen and i just responded to craigslist about a nude massage model because we thought it was a woman and mm-hmm. we didn't end up doing it but we tried and uh yeah that's maybe my biggest regret i should have done this more, more uh, exactly i'm work. like i should have fucking done i would have shipped you my piss or my shit or yeah. underwear or whatever like but finding that i guess is it just i don't i don't know how that's conceivable but that website eban eban yeah it's a good place to start that's where i started because i guess what would, would i i'm trying to think if if you know young women all the time I don't want to say like what they should do or what they shouldn't do, but a lot of women go do porn to pay for college. Like right. a lot of, they've said that that's why they're doing it or they've stripped to go to do college, you know, to mm-hmm. get through college. And I'm sure a lot of them, and I've talked to some strippers specifically that get turned on when they do it. So they really like, it and it's really empowering, yeah. empowering for them. So that makes total sense. But if as a woman, if I kind of wanted to get into that area, but I was too timid to do either strip, like being in person. I'm like, I would fucking do that in a yeah. second. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's hard work, stripping and porn. Like, oh my that's God. Just you have so to taxing be, on the body. Yeah. And, and you just have to be very extroverted too. And I'm, I'm, I'm a total introvert. So the fact that I can make money like 
alone on my laptop is great. See, exactly. That is the worst part of prostitution and stripping the talking to people. I was like, we can have yeah. sex, but don't try to like talk me like Because a lot of times they're like, oh, men just pay me and we end up cuddling. I'm like, that sounds like the worst. I'd rather shit in a bag. Oh, right. my God. Please. No. Wow. Um, is there any kind of confidentiality like paperwork or agreement that you have between these clients or that you've ever been presented with? No. Never. Wow. No. wow. That's wow. Yeah. Have you ever had someone contact you who you knew who they were because they were a celebrity? Um, no, but I do. But along those same lines, like, uh, so I've had <laughs> just the opposite of confidentiality. There's guys that have a blackmail fetish, so they Whoa. will contact me and send me, <laughs> you know, embarrassing pictures of themselves and then their wife's email address or phone number. And is the wife in on this? Well, that's where it gets kind of you know, murky. Because um, you really don't know if she is, I guess. Well, well, the idea is she isn't because right. they, you know, he wants but me to threaten. But are all pre- play pretend. Right, exactly. And that's where it gets kind of blurred. So, yeah. so you know, I'm, I'm cool with, uh, you know, if a guy, you know, just pays for my time, pays, you know, 10 minutes on cam or whatever, and we can role play like, oh, I'm going to tell your wife this and whatever, and, and I'm not really going to do it. And once the 10 minutes are up, like, the, the, then it's over. Yeah. But a lot of these guys, they, you know, because people want their fantasies to feel real like they'll really try and like you know like you know here here's this information use it against me but they're just aroused and you know how dumb guys are when they're aroused like oh the mo- my god the, the moment- here's my wife's address and a phone number yeah. can you call real quick and tell her i'm jerking off to you yeah and then you know they come and then they freak out they're just like no i don't want this i don't want this i, don't want this. Oh <laughs> I was gonna say because a lot of times after like i come like when we've done the three-way thing and i like i come and i'm like all right let's go i don't want to do this anymore let's go eat pizza or something like yeah. and so i would imagine if it's a humiliated centric fetish that they immediately either want to take it back or like regret it. Oh after. yeah. I mean, guys, I mean, it's like flipping a switch after they come. They're just yeah. totally different people. They really are. Yeah. Wow. And have you ever had anybody like freak the fuck out on you after they came? Uh, yeah, I've gotten guys get really mad at me. This is pretty rare. I don't want to make it sound like the norm. These are exceptions. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I've, I had one guy that just wanted me to humiliate him and dance around and laugh at him. And then after he came, he was just like, what's wrong with you? You're such a terrible person. <laughs> Okay, because this is this was that leads me into one of the questions I had for you. Right, exactly. I thought it was so great that these men feel comfortable with you. There's not Mm -hmm. even a confidentiality agreement. They just trust you and you're not going to fucking do anything that's unprofessional because you respect their kinks and you're open and you're cool with it. Yeah. And you're not judgy. But then I'm like, so I wonder if those types of men are feminist in that they like are cool with women and they support women and they mm-hmm. respect women as equals or, but it sounds like if a guy does has that reaction yeah. afterwards, may, unless it's part of his kink, but after guys come, they're so different that maybe they're not like, yeah. maybe they're just misogynist assholes. I mean, again, I, I talk to all walks of life and, and the vast majority of the guys I talk to are, you know, seem like decent, good people. Yeah. Um, but there are certain guys who do not want to like what they like and they yeah, hate themselves wow. for it. And, but instead of, really hating themselves for it. They hate me for it, you know, because so they I, need someone to project it on. Yeah. So I'm, I'm doing something to them, even though I never approach anyone that, you know, everyone comes, you know, if, right. if, if you want my services, you have to come to me, you know, and, and give me money. So do those guys ever, are they ever repeat clients? Yeah. Sometimes I had, mm. I, I, there's a guy who kind of on again, off again, he was actually didn't have a lot of money. He was a student, but he really liked being humiliated. And so his shtick was, he would just, harass women like me and and just antagonize them and find like he's actually to his credit he was very smart he would find ways of 
insulting them in really personal ways so that they would then <laughs> lash back at him and then he would just jerk off while they were like legitimately oh, angry and wait, like yelling at him. he would troll them online? Pretty much, yeah. That's what I knew. I had a theory that trolls were just jerking off to the angry <laughs> responses and that's why I shouldn't respond to them. But then do you, so when you have sessions with those kind of guys, do they do that to you? Um, well, like in that case, like I, I totally got it what he was doing. I was like, oh, you don't have any money to pay for this. So you're right. You so know, he's inti- instigating. Yeah. So my strategy was just to be totally nice to him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but then he didn't get off. Did he? Yeah, exactly. Like you know, he wasn't paying. So he doesn't deserve to. Yeah. To yeah, serve us. Exact, yeah. Wow. Exactly right. So there is a type of I. it does sound some guys online when they just act like nothing they say has any repercussions which when you're on online comment section a lot of times it does not yeah it seems oddly sexually charged to me even if they do, if the insult is not sexual yeah i mean that's because it's like an overpowering a woman and that's what they're like getting, it seems like they're getting off on it it's like sadistic almost yeah i mean there are probably people that don't have a lot of power in their lives in general and so you know to get a reaction out of someone especially someone you know like you guys you know you have a super popular podcast you right. get a lot of attention like you know to get you guys upset it's probably like yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why that one time we got a guy write an article about us we just like read it and made fun of it and laughed our asses off i'm like i bet he hates this like the worst thing we could do in his eyes is be like oh my god <laughs> and he called us gum dumpsters that's hilarious it really didn't make me mad though like the things that actually upset me are like things from people who say they like us that are just like hurt like me they're trying to be hurt like it doesn't hurt my feelings but like I, we've talked about this a lot it's just like women saying like cruel women things. are more hurtful than and men. they're just yeah, like uh they're just it's like just shows me that you don't understand us at all i'm like what you're so off like, that's so frustrating. Like, to what, be what kind of criticisms do you get? Just, uh, I mean, like, just, I mean, uh, about, like, person, like, a personality or that, like... I th- they thought we'd be pretty... Like, uh, I've seen a lot of comments on Corinne's before she disabled the comment section. Of, like, I thought you'd be prettier or you should Well, because bangs. people try to use tactics like, like that on me because I'm so, uh, like, aggressive mm-hmm. uh, and... That's really how you instigate me, not her. And people get um, and because that because they don't realize like that I'm not getting upset about myself. I'm getting upset over humanity then, which is like a way bigger concept. (laughs) So, um, yeah, whatever. That doesn't matter. Um, and uh, how? But going off of that, how has this career, if at all, affected your self esteem? Oh, um, I that it's a good question because. Well, anytime anyone asks me how my career has affected my life, it's hard to say because I don't know anything different. Right. right. Um, but I think if I anything, live a sweet life. <laughs> yeah. If anything, it's it's been a real positive effect on it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do have really good self esteem and I have a great life, and um, you know, it's it's if anything, it's it's I, I try to uh, keep my ego in check a little bit. You know, because well, yeah, you, you in a high <laughs> tax bracket because of this shit. That's yeah. really badass. Like that's yeah. really fucking. Thank you. Damn, that's cool. You own, I mean, I, when I watched that news piece, it, they were saying you own two homes, you have a brand new car. Like, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. And it's something that's, I just, I love stories like these uh, because it's, the men are totally cool with it and mm-hmm. they, they're open to like being really, well, that's vulnerable. Yeah. Having, paying somebody to humiliate you, I think is, is pretty vulnerable. Like sex is vulnerable, but a lot of times men don't, they, they have that wall up and some women do too. Cause yeah. it's all like, I'm not going to catch feelings. Ugh. But when it's about a kink, it's just like pure sexual yeah. lust or whatever. Well, I think the fact that it's online makes it a lot easier too. You have the anonymity, yeah. um, you know, and, and, you know, it's the, these guys, they have these fetishes and, and they can't help it, you know, and, and they need an outlet somewhere. And yeah. I think what would be really vulnerable is, is if more of them told their wives about what they're into. Cause yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
But sometimes it's like, well, if if they think, because I've heard Dan Savage talk about this all the time, it fascinates me because if the wife would truly not be okay with it and be like, yeah. then yeah, maybe it is best to hide it. Yeah. Like no, you don't true. have to tell the person every single facet of right. your your workings. You yeah. Know? No, I get it. Like mm, I that totally understand sad, though. It, it does me too, yeah. but I do understand it kind of. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things I think a lot of them don't realize till it's too late. I talk to a lot of guys that think they, they'll get over this, you know, they'll get over their fetish or they'll change somehow oh. or, you know, so... Yeah, I think a lot of them get into a situation where they meet someone, they get married and they maybe have a few kids and they're like, oh shit, this isn't going away. And I really can't tell my partner. So I'm yeah, just kind of stuck. I've gotten this far without saying anything. Yeah. Have you ever had um, a, a spouse or partner of your clients contact you? <laughs> um, I've had what I believe to be guys pretending to be their spouse oh, contacting Jesus. me. Wow. And I say Hi, that- I'm definitely a woman. My <laughs> name is Barb. And I love the color pink. I just put Katie a pie Perry. in the oven and I am watching Oprah. Hi. Yeah. Or or, or what I like to see is, uh, you know, I, I found out my husband's watching your videos. What should I do to punish him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's my him. God. we are like, well, I'll tell you for... Uh, some money. Right. Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> how, how long do you see yourself doing this for? Um, as long as it makes sense to, uh, I know that sounds kind of vague, but I intentionally keep it vague. Um, right. I, I'm shocked that I not only am still making money doing this, but I make more money every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, why would you, would you get a degree in, in college? Uh, psychology. Oh, well, that well that's out. actually perfect. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that helps like pad your understanding and like, you know, just kind of evaluate what's happening and being able to understand all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I only have my bachelor's though. So if I wanted to pursue that, I definitely have to go back to school at some point. But I don't know, the older I get, um, and just the way it's like, academia's ah, run. Well, yeah, because it's kind of like, is there anything else that you really want to do? Um, as far as your career, I mean, I'm sure you just like, you know, pizzas you want to eat and things like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's a good question. I, I, I don't, uh, like career wise, I don't have any obvious passions. I, you know, I, I love traveling. I, I love, you know, uh, writing a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. Uh, my, my strategy has always been just to, uh, work towards my investments, you know, um, and save my like, money, like stock investments or like how real estate, well, everything. Yeah. yeah. Real like estate, stocks. Building safe. a diverse financial portfolio. Exactly. Yeah. Because I was like, if you prepare, right, you probably could, you could retire pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Get just that Vanguard account. Yeah. I don't know. It, it scares me because I, 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 uh, there's a girl in my industry who, um, you know, how many are there? Like five? <laughs> more than you might think, actually. <laughs> in specific humiliatrix? Uh-huh. Okay. It, well, I mean, it's kind of a lot more popular because a lot of girls see it and they think it's super well, easy. Well, of course. I, I imagine I'm sure there's people listening to this 10, right now. 10,000 yeah, people are going to sign up for it. The, the value of panties is going to plummet. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean to make your stock drop. I'm sorry. Um, That's fine. I don't mind. But also, too, you have a personality that... Um, would lend itself to being extra good at human. Like you're very like a Daria kind of like, oh, I can yeah. imagine you putting on like you and Corinne have a, like a similar demeanor of like, I was like, was over she mean it? to you before I got here? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just like an over it kind of attitude. And that to me would be the perfect person to right. be humiliated by. Yeah. Cause it's, you just really don't give a shit. Yeah. And I've also had the luxury of time. I've been doing this so long and I've had enough. You're time probably to- great at it. Well, yeah. And to build just my brand, I kind of hate that name, but you know, yeah. it's kind of true. Like, you know, I've, I've, 
you know, I have like, you know, I've made so many videos at this point and just, you know, I've had time to really prove myself, if you yeah. will. Yeah, uh, your website was impressive because I was like, what is there going to be like fucking like a rubber chicken on this website? And then like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know what this means. And then I looked at your website and I was like, oh, this is great. This is super professional. I'm into it. And then like for the videos, do you get, you don't get new to any of these I was going to ask no. you that. I yeah. wanted to watch them in the cab, but then I was like, I don't know what I'm, <laughs> what I'm going to press play on. And I didn't want anyone running off the road. Yeah, so. no, I don't get naked in my videos. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Damn. So all this, and you never even showed a titty. Mm-mm. That's amazing. Yeah. But you do Mad like respect. suggestive stuff, like, you know, yeah. crotch, like I saw like, you know, a lot of like open cr- leg with your uh, panties on. I mean, I do these yeah. things for free on, on Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah, we should and then like charging. booty and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's certainly racy. Yeah. Um, but well, the, 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 a lot of my clients, um, the, the whole fantasy is they're not worthy of seeing me naked. Well, I was going to say yeah. probably that That's cheese, right. which is, uh, I hate that word because men use it against us all the time, but that, uh, yeah, not knowing what your naked body looks like is probably such a big turn on it. Right. Yeah. Because wanting what you can't have is like, bingo, mm-hmm. there you go. Yep. Damn. Yep. Hmm. What do you, what, and what's your sex life like? Like, what do you, what are your kinks or if, if any? Um, oh gosh, I, I feel like I'm pretty boring compared to, um, my clients. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I like rough sex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like cunnilingus, as all women do. <laughs> uh, you don't say. <laughs> the best. That's, Not everyone so does. Obvious. There's a lot of people who that's feel true, really uncomfortable true. with it because oh, they're insecure. Stupid. I was like fucking this guy the other day. Uh, not the other day. Sorry. It was a few months ago. And um, <laughs> seems like yesterday. He, it seems like yesterday. Yeah. And he like, like I asked him to go down on me and he said no and so I was like all right so I sat on his face <laughs> and he was outraged he wouldn't go down on you so he sat on his face I did and he was, he was outraged. outraged yeah he was just like I can't believe you did that you didn't even ask I'm like whatever you liked it and he's like yes but that's not the point <laughs> see that's so interesting though because that's like kind of like a blurred consent line right and then it's confusing like, if a guy did that to me I'd be like get out of my house now right. but men it, ugh, it is weird it's a weird line where like I mean, if you yeah. sounds like you did enjoy it, but like also w- there had to have been a couple seconds from you getting to whatever position you were to like getting on top of his face. So he kind of knew where it was going. Yeah. I mean, he was a boundary pusher himself. So I felt like oh, we're, okay. we're, I don't know, it was a whole game the whole night, you know, oh, just, right. like fucking with each other. <laughs> have you, how do you like, how do you meet guys for you? Um, how do I meet guys for me? Uh, what, you know, mostly I meet guys when I travel. Um, so maybe that says something about my feeling towards commitment, but <laughs> <laughs> usually if I hook up with a guy, it's like when I'm traveling abroad and then just like uh, via like an app or just uh, actually living life. Yeah. Yeah. Just going out. Oh, wow. Yeah. You meet him in the wild. That's great. Yeah. Did you just go to a bar. Uh, well, I stay at hostels a lot when I travel. And so that's like, Oh, you meet g- good dick at, ho- Why good do you dick stay at, at hostels? hostels with all your money. <laughs> Cause I like to meet people. It's a great way to meet people oh and see, there's some good dick in hostels yeah wow but you Never said you're introverted so how does that but you like to meet people well yeah i mean i'm introverted in the sense that like too much social in it you're not gonna be the life me. of the party yeah but one-on-one you're good um well i do like groups it's just like i can't i just need a lot of alone time i guess okay but i, but I do like being around people you know okay all right Damn. That makes sense. Yeah. and then your do your parents know yeah what are they? Um, what was that so, like telling them? Why did you decide to tell them? What'd you say? Well, okay. So this is a long time ago that I told them, but it, it, I kind of had to, because I was obviously making a lot of money and I was telling them yeah. that I was working at Starbucks. <laughs> so it wasn't adding wow, up. You work in like 
Uh, that a 24 seven Starbucks. All day. I was like, that's the worst lie. You could have said something like a little, like I have a desk job, like I'm or like a bartender. A, I'm a secretary yeah. at a law firm. I mean, like, you know, all those things make more money. I know. I don't know. But I was in my early twenties and like, all of a sudden I'm getting a bigger apartment and buying a car and all this. Have, and... Did they ask or were you kind of, well, okay. Their... So my mom is very reserved, keeps to herself. Um, so she, you know, she's fine pretending like nothing's happening you know <laughs> my dad is um you know just very you know can't ignore the elephant in the room you know right so He's gotta bring it up yeah but kind of because he <laughs> thought like he thought it was something worse than it was you know it's basically how it came down to and so we we're hanging out one time went to dinner and he was just like you know what um i don't know what's going on in your life but i just want you to know like that I love you and I just want you to be safe. And if you're in a jam, you know, you can tell me. And I'm just like, oh God, he thinks I'm like a prostitute or right. like I'm doing drugs or mm-hmm. something like that. You're selling drugs. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to tell you. And he's just like, no, no, I don't need to know. No. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause it's that weird. I want to make sure my daughter's safe. Yeah. Don't want to know what she's doing, but I kind uh, I don't yeah. know. But like, I, I could just tell it was. I mean, so, that's a so, weird conversation to have with your dad. Yeah. But, it, you know, I told him, I was like, I, you know, I humiliate men on the Internet for a living. Um, I don't. He's probably like, that a girl. <laughs> I was like, I don't meet them. I don't get naked. I don't fuck anyone. Um, and, you know, and, and that's that's pretty much it. They just have weird fetishes and, and I cater to them. And he was just like, well, you're a genius. That's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I read that article and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, because I feel like one of the reasons why we were talking about this recently, like why dads might be overly protective of daughters Mm -hmm. is because they know how you were saying this, Corinne, they know how disgusting men can be. Right. So they know what men are capable of. And I feel like if your dad knows he I'm sure as a man, he knows that men will just are what they think with their dicks. Right. And he's probably like, wow, and you're being safe and you're not getting naked. And yeah. not, like, that's pretty good. Yeah. So he thinks it's great. And he is, like I said, he's he's very like charismatic social butterfly. And so he tells all his friends about it. Wow. He's, yeah, he's, Have any of you, his friends ever requested oh, your yeah, services? Oh, yeah, that's my next question. <laughs> well, okay. So oh. my, my dad is gay. So most of his oh. friends are either women or other gay men. Oh, your dad's gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, I, know, I, t- I tell him everything. I'd be like, I shouldn't have dad, a bag dad, a pee. How, your oh. parents aren't married anymore, I'm yeah, just saying. No, okay. How my, was, my roommate in college, well, I mean, I don't, she didn't tell me but I figured it out. How, um, <laughs> how can we talk about that? Sure. Yeah. What, how did that play out? Um, so, uh, we, uh, when I was really little, my parents, when they were together, were very religious. Um, we were, uh, we were Jehovah witnesses. And so, Oh, that's the one that you don't celebrate any parties. No, no Damn. holidays, no birthdays. Ugh. So they got nothing, nothing. So Christmas, he just sat there. Yeah. Like nothing was happening. It was just another day. And just like, guess I'll go get Chinese food. <laughs> <gasps> Yeah. So well, you didn't know anything else, though. So it wasn't a bother yeah, to you. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. I and, and and also I had parents that were like, oh, we're right. Everyone else is wrong. So, it, you know, I felt special. It's like, oh, we're, oh you know, OK. The beauty of be religion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Holier than thou. Yeah. Um. So my parents got married super young. My mom was 17. My dad was 20. Um, wow. And um, yeah, they split up. I, I think if 
they could have been happy together as just partners. Yeah. They probably would have stuck I've it through. I've heard of those kinds of relationships. Sounds kind of nice. Well, yeah. our, 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 our late friend Kevin Meany, I mean, was married for many years to someone who he's, you know, at his passing still considered a very, a very good friend. Yeah. And he came out as gay like in his 50s. Mm-hmm. So. After yeah, having a child. Yeah, did your possible. Did your mom feel any sense of betrayal? Did she know and she want to address it? Well, well, I guess what I was getting at is like, I, I don't think they divorced because my dad was gay. I think that was certainly part of it, but they also just didn't really get along as people very well. Okay. They're both they're both awesome. Like they're great parents, but they just just very different people. Right. Um, and you chant when you're 17, yeah. you're drastically different yeah. when you're 22 to 25 to 30. I mean, good God. Yeah, exactly. So kind of around the same time, my parents split up and they also left the religion and went through bankruptcy and all this like oh, crazy wow. stuff. How old were you during this? Like seven or eight. Oh, did you feel that turmoil? Were they on, were they uh, transparent with you about what was going on? Not, re- I mean, they were open, but I was so young. I didn't like, I, I remember them talking about like bankruptcy, but I didn't really know what that meant. Right. Um, and they didn't really explain to me that they weren't going to be Jehovah's Witnesses anymore because it was kind of a slow crisis of faith. Like they were just, mm. we just kind of stopped going to church. And then eventually I kind of noticed it. I did was you like, start oh. celebrating your birthday? Not until I was like 12. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and that's actually around the time my dad came out to me. Um, well, how, well, how was that conversation? Well, I already knew. How? <laughs> At 12. Yeah, you are smart. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. It, it was, there are a few clues lying around and one of them being his uh, porn on his computer. Ah, uh, um, yeah. And then later uh, he... Um, asked me to because he works um, at this shop kind of by where we were living and and he would always ask me like hey could you bring me this can you bring me this because it was just a few blocks away and uh, one time he asked me to bring him an envelope that was on his desk and I can only assume he didn't know the envelope wasn't sealed or whatever but I just remember opening it and it was like these tickets to like the gay men's choir mm-hmm. or something like that yeah that'll so do I was it like, that's a oh, clue okay because like the first the porn thing like we had a female roommate so I was like maybe it's her. you and your mom and dad no, my dad had a female roommate. Oh, oh, oh got, it, got it, got it. Oh, it's okay. so interesting though because uh, heterosexual women watch lesbian porn all the time, and no one ever. Go- and they're like, "Oh, oh that's ever fine." Questions or sexuality? Like, yeah, but so, but like a, a straight man, if he was watching gay porn, everyone would be like, "You're gay." And right. it's like, well, that's, does that mean? <laughs> I got, I'm confused. I mean, that's, and then that right there is one of the huge like frustrations around. I would think masculinity for from a man's perspective because it's like you really have to stay in this fucking box. But I just don't know that. I, I, I'm truly, I truly am curious if any heterosexual men really do find gay porn uh, arousing. But yeah. hey, if you are a heterosexual man, please let us like, know. Truly heterosexual, not you, like lying to us. I think you would have to be at least by. Uh, I, I mean, because I. I I'm not, I'm not by it all, but I can watch some lesbian porn. Yeah, but I think men and women because, are different. It's also because too, right, well, the women seem like they're having confused. more fun in the lesbian porn. Uh, well, it I just like it because it's nicer. It's less aggressive, and and there are some days I don't love lesbian porn, but lately there are some days that I just hate men so much <laughs> that I hear you. I agree. It's like it's like this is this is good and this is refreshing and this is nice. Yeah. Have you have you heard about those studies they did where they they hooked up? something or another to uh, men and women uh, like their genitals to see like how aroused they were and then oh, showed up different imagery. Yeah. yeah. And men, you know, they would, they would say what they found arousing and then they would show what they found arousing. Right. And men like it, they, what their dick said is what they said, you know, it matched, but women like, they responded to everything. They responded to like bonobos having sex and like, you know, gay stuff, you know, lesbian yeah. stuff, straight stuff, like pretty much everything they had a reaction to. But then, um, but what they said they liked was just kind of more selective. Yeah. So I, I think women 
are just like oh, their sexuality is just more fluid. Um, and there's maybe some, you know, subconscious things too. I don't I don't think all these women were necessarily liars or, or suppressed or anything. Right. That might have been part of it. But um, but I think a lot of it's just, you know, you don't almost don't even realize. Damn. And hmm. so so okay, so when your dad so the tickets, yeah, the porn. Yeah. And then when did he tell you? Um oh, and then okay, the first and final clue that totally solidified it is he we were driving fucking a, a guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> we were driving in a car and he was just like, so what do you think of gay people? You know, like Aww. testing the waters. Yeah. That's and such I, a sweet like approach to maybe come at telling your daughter that you're gay. Right. And it was like, you know, and I was like, I know exactly what you're doing right now. You know, um, what did you say to him? I, well, I said, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I I don't have a problem with gay people because that's their choice. And he was like, well, you know, it's actually not a choice. You know, it's just it's how people are born. And I'm like, okay, like it's kind of a distinction without a difference to me. I'm like, whatever. Okay. Either way, I, I, you know, I don't care. Um, and then a couple of weeks later, we went out to see a movie and we're walking and, you know, he's asking me like, so are you dating anyone? And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, no. And he's like, good. Ha ha ha. And then he, he's just like, you know, I, I, I know I haven't really been dating anyone uh, since your mom and I divorced. And, you know, I, I wouldn't meet, have you meet anyone unless they're really serious. And, you know, he's just kind of rambling off about this. And then finally he's like, dancing around. Yeah. Them. And then he's like, what, what do you, what if I told you I was gay? And I just, I was 12 years old. I was just a surly teenager. Oh yeah, you were so young. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I just, I just shrugged my shoulders. I was like, I don't care. I don't care. give a shit then. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Pretty much. I'm fucking 12. Okay. Yeah. And he's just like, that's it. I'm like, yeah. He's like, wow, me and your sister talked for like four hours. <laughs> How old is your sister? <laughs> She's four years older than me. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like, that's unfair for him even to expect more out of a 12 year old. That's <laughs> I know. Because kids that's are a lot for someone, your, your dad also, to tell you. Yeah. But also too, I think, I mean, 12 is a, uh, 12 was the age that I started getting like angry. Yeah. Of hormones and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, but also like 11, I was still like, whatever, everyone's great. And we should treat people fairly and who cares? Yeah. So there's that innocence still of, of childish childlikeness. Yeah. And I just, it, it was kind of the same when my parents divorced. I just felt like this, this is between them. Like it, it has nothing to do with me really. And, and, and maybe that I, I, I was a little spoiled because, you know, I, even though my parents divorced, I saw them both equally. Like they're still both equally involved. And they weren't and, uh, hostile towards each other. No. Cause that can really be traumatic. Yeah. No, they were totally mature. Like they obviously didn't like each other. I can tell, but right. I can tell but now they looking cool back, but it. they were totally civil, really mature about it. So um, it's a pretty easy divorce. And what is, what is Jehovah's witness as a religion? Think of gay people. Um, well, I think it's something along the lines of like, it's okay if you gay, if you're gay, as long as you don't act on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so suppress it until yeah. you can't hold it anymore. And you eventually explode. So yeah. just say your life is a prison that you must live in. Perfect. Pretty much. Nice. Yeah. Did they, um, were their parents Jehovah's witness? witnesses yeah so okay they, so that's how they knew about the yeah religion. and a lot of my family is and um it's also one of those religions where once you leave you get shunned by the rest of your family oh so. like scientology yeah, yeah. Say, wow jesus yeah. is there anybody in your family who or in your life who is like giving you a side eye for your career choice no not really i don't Dope. really talk to them because right. i've just kind of been shunned them. anyways well, no yeah because yeah, yeah. they're like oh you don't you celebrate your birthday now you're dead to me pretty much yeah so it's like well why would i even go there with what yeah, i do and my family my relatives have lived all around the u.s and so i i never really had a, a good relationship with them anyways so oh <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a big loss. <laughs> um, I had a question because I, I saw I, when I was reading um, some interesting stuff about you. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a movie that's coming out about your life and your work mm-hmm. called Ruin Me. Yeah. 
How did that come about? I'm so fascinated. Is it a documentary? Is it? Are a- you in it? Yes. Um, are you so, an actress in it? Or yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm the main character in it, and it's um it's a hybrid documentary. So okay. there's a lot of it is pure documentary, but there is a fictional storyline within it because uh, the filmmaker uh, is a guy named Julian Shaw. He's uh, Australian, and he found me just randomly found one of my videos um, and just thought it was super interesting and wanted to get, you know, was learn more about the world and maybe do a movie about it. Um, but as he got to know me, he realized that I am a very boring uh, subject of a documentary because my life is pretty happy and right. easy and <laughs> not a lot of drama. Yeah. Um, so that's where the the fictional storyline kind of comes in. So oh, it's that's fun. Yeah. So it's, it's a hybrid. That's huh. great. What is the most, I mean, has anything traumatic ever happened to you? I mean, great. If not, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it, see, it seems like, like you have had a couple int- really, you know, obviously your dad coming out as gay that that would have thrown some people off like the deep end. But yeah. I think it's just more like the way that you handle things seems to be like you're like I, you're like a little self-centered, but it's it, it, in a logical and way. I see. But I yeah. see that in like a good way because I, I see a lot of myself in you because mm-hmm. I'm self-centered and I feel like people uh, are so like quick to judge self-centered people but it's really like a it's good for you yeah because you're just worried about yourself it's a, it's protection and it's smart and it's taking care of yourself so that you're a really competent human being and you can go out into the world more healthy and self-aware like that's how i think of it i'm mm-hmm. not selfish but i'm self-centered mm. and, I and think that probably makes you less judgmental I would think like, which is why, like when we're, when guys can ask you to shit in a bag or your dad's like, Hey, fuck dudes, is that cool? And you're like, I don't care. Okay. Yeah, cause they're like, I'm <laughs> cool. fine with me. Like this is you. And I know, and I understand that. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. I, I, you're right. I mean, I had a very unconventional childhood in a lot of ways, but, um, I think the fact that my parents be like rolled with it. Yeah. Well, and I think the fact that my parents were just always great parents, just really solid. Um, you know, there's, there's still like a lot of security there. Um, and then, yeah, just, I don't know. Like weird has never been weird to me right? <laughs> because and I've had these weird experiences. I are suppose, you friends so. with yeah. a lot of other women who do what you do? Yeah. And do you like share stories with each other? Mm-hmm. Is it like the babysitter's club? <laughs> yeah. But like for humiliatrixes. I love that. Yeah. That's, really <laughs> That's how I think of it. Like you all meet like at Claudia's you, house. Yeah. And you take your hamburger phone and you're like, who's your call? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> That's what, have you heard anybody's, uh, a fellow in a person who does what you do, like crazy stories or does it all seem pretty safe? Well, um, I mean, the thing is like, I don't know, nothing's particularly crazy to us. So it's, it's actually more of like, right. oh, you've talked to this guy. Yeah. I talked to him too. I, I know. Right. Right. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, like, yeah. So it, or if there's <laughs> like, oh, watch out for this person. He threatened me or I don't know something or. Yeah. That, luckily that has, it doesn't happen too much, but, um, but yeah, it's more like, cause it's cool. Like to talk to people like you that, you know, just, uh, have never really d- don't know much about this like, world. Yeah. Just kind of like blow people's minds, but you know, it's also so nice to have people that's just like, they get it, you know, yeah, and then, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you need that. Cause, um, Otherwise, it could be really lonely, you know, to have such an unusual job and, right. and that no one really understands. And yeah, absolutely. What's so so? Here, what are the things? So you've you've done you sold shit. Mm-hmm. You sold. Have you sold your um, shavings of your feet? I have. Yeah. How much for that? Um, Is there like a menu on your website? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I should put one up there. You, no. Yeah, like a oh. lot of brothels have menus. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. 
I mean, this is what I learned from the Bunny Ranch HBO show. That's my, I mean, my my, uh, my knowledge of the sex industry is basically Bunny like Ranch. docu-style <laughs> TV well, show. Well, that tickling documentary, if you guys watched that on <laughs> Oh, Netflix, no, I want to see it. Fascinating, because this one, this one guy films this really attractive, buff, young man getting tickled in, mm-hmm. in, in the United States. And uh, somebody, I forget where what country he was in, that the documentarian that found him, but, and he was totally like, yeah, I do this, and I pay this guy, and he's cool with it. And he's like, well, I don't really understand this, but whatever. And they're very transparent about it. And then there's this other group of dudes that do it that are so secretive that when the guy contacted him asking questions, they flew to his country and was like, shut, don't fucking just stop. Stop what you're doing. We'll get lawyers on you. Just stop. And basically what they were doing is they were exploiting those young men Uh and blackmailing them. And it seemed like they were getting off on blackmailing them later down the road. So it's like, if you could just be transparent about it, it's so much better. Oh yeah. Well, what? I mean, it's tickling. Who cares? I know. I know. Tickling. You know, I fucking hate tickling. I hate when people tickle me. I one well, of my number one. You know what? Peeves. It was weird. They showed in the documentary, like the the guy who was very transparent about it. He strapped the guy into the chair and he and he tickled him with his hands. And I was kind of creeped. Out. It was weird, but it. Yeah. He described like when you're being tickled that it's such a knee jerk reaction. Like when you're yeah. having an orgasm, like you, it's you can't control it. It's helpless. And that's yeah. yeah. And that's what they got off on. And I was yeah. like, interesting. Huh. I had a girlfriend who, yeah. um, she does more like in-person sessions and she met a guy who's in, who uh, was one of her clients that was into tickling. And so they would just meet in hotel rooms and he would tickle her. Um, and that would be what they did. <laughs> and he you know? truly like, and she, was she closed? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Cause she doesn't really, she doesn't do nude either. So he would, um, record the, the sessions, just audio. Audio. Okay. Um, and you know, and then they talk afterwards and she was like, so what do you do with these audio recordings? You know, trying to embarrass them, be like, oh, you know, I jerk off to them. Cause they're like, he wouldn't be masturbating and, and you know, when they were right. doing their sessions. Um, and so she's like, so what do you do with these recordings? He's like, oh, they help me sleep. Oh, and he would listen to them to go to sleep. Huh. Like, Isn't that sweet? Yeah, that's, nice. that's like his lullaby. Yeah. Oh, I was wow. so surprised by that answer. And yeah. with, with those, when do you know anything about like your friends who do in-person mm-hmm. sessions at a hotel room? What do they do? Do they give the person they're meeting? Do they require any information from them to give to a friend? Real quick? I don't yeah. know, just in case something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, all my friends are, are pretty smart, savvy girls, and and yeah, you get all their. So information. I'm always like, what are the good safety precautions to take when you do in person? So I don't. Yeah, know. a lot of girls um, will only see guys who uh, are have references, like other girls okay. in the industry can vouch for them. Oh, that's smart. You know, they get all their personal information. You know, copy their ID, and, right. and yeah, always tell someone you know where you're at and how long you're going to be there and all that wow um, yeah i know you don't meet people uh, in person a lot but i know you did mention that you do cash point meetups mm-hmm. in new york where mm-hmm. you just meet people and they give you money yeah and that do they get off on that i assume so <laughs> do you so, say you're like, like you're a little bitch boy no let's see a little cherry on top or? um i'm actually pretty casual about it i i just met a guy yesterday really nice guy total gentleman he was like a uh, retired military guy and he, he came all the way from Jersey to meet me at a Starbucks. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, it was like my dad's retired. I'm like, oh, I don't want to find out my dad's doing this. And, oh. um, but we just met at Starbucks and he Aww. gave me $500 and, you know, I was I was actually really hungover from the night before. So I was like, give me some coffee, please. And, um, so and did bought- he like, was that humiliation to him? Um, 
Uh, I don't know. You didn't do anything else online before or after that. No, I, 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 I <sighs> apparently he bought my videos and once he bought me some things off my wish list, but I never talked to him before. So I had him buy me a coffee and then we just chatted and I just asked him like, so what are you into? Like, just kind of like we're talking now. It wasn't like I was belittling him or anything. Okay. Oh, just, so you actually do have a conversation. I thought it was literally like a drug deal style money hand. It could have been, but yeah, because that probably he could get off. Like that is a little risky when I buy weed on the streets. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I hope I don't get caught. I'm not turned on, but like I can see that happening yeah but you know we're being at a starbucks so it's like whatever right. i'll talk to you for like 10 15 minutes yeah and, yeah and so yeah he told me he was like into ball busting like getting kicked <gasps> in the balls yeah. and he likes shiny clothing like leather and latex and uh yeah just all sorts of stuff total friendly and he was guy. totally nice guy he's what, so nice yeah. have you ever like fallen for any guy no. or like been interested <laughs> yeah because no. it's just it's pure work yeah yeah have any of the guys um I don't want to be like, like when they're older, like, oh, I know older guys can be hot. I, I love older guys. But sure. have any of these guys, um, like just like really handsome, like hot guys that you were kind of like, wow, this is interesting that you're paying me to do this. You're too hot yeah. to do this. <laughs> right. Right. Basically. Yeah. Um, it's happened once I, I camped with a guy and I was like kind of taken aback how good looking he was. Um, it was a little distracting. Um, <laughs> but honestly, only but did you have to time. humiliate him? Uh, he, you're so he ugly, was, man, he, that jawline. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> He had a ass worship fetish, so he mostly just wanted to like look at my ass, and I just talked about how in I, your in your pants, yeah, or you know, in my oh underwear, my and you know, so it's mostly just me telling him. To what did he lick say? My ass what does and, a guy say to you when he's worshiping your ass? Uh, you're so beautiful. I love you, goddess. You're so hot. I mean, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, that's hmm. amazing. Yep. Has anyone ever tried to like grab your boob in one of these like meetups or like touch you too long or like give you like a weird hug or something? No, it's never been an issue. Hmm. I, I mean, I find like when you when you are a femdom like I am, like guys are so much more respectful and nice. Like it does seem that way. Yeah. Like when we talked to this woman who worked in a sex dungeon, she they were like they just seemed very polite and yeah. Was, she said there was this one guy who was a famous person, like a celebrity who was a douche, but yeah, that was it. I'm like that's pretty impressive. Yeah, it's true. And, and I, I mean, I have a lot of friends just in all facets of the sex industry, and and the ones that do like porn and stuff like that guys are just gross and rude and like yeah well because there's that sh there's still there's a shame there and i feel like with yeah. your clients they're just they're being yeah. open and it's it speaks to exactly what we're like the point we kind of try and prove time and time again on the podcast of like if you are open about your sexuality and your kinks not to the world but yeah. just to like to to uh either your partner or someone like you yeah. it's it's gotta be such a weight off your shoulders and like you just it's like a breath of fresh air like you can really relax in your own sexuality yeah and you're not carrying that shame around and like calling some girl a bitch on the subway or whatever the fuck because she looked at you weird you know what i mean right like it just seems like there's a huge correlation between being respectful and also being open about your own sexuality yeah the dynamic is different too though because this is less objectification and there's a control the controls in your court whereas with porn i feel like it's just Oh yeah, you, you know, know it's e even though I I consume porn, I still f struggle with the objectification of women, I, even when they are making the choice to do it. I still there's still like a thing that I'm like. Well, I think what the biggest difference there is that. In, well, at least unless you're making amateur porn in your home, like you're, you're dealing with a middleman, you know, you, yeah. You, yeah. You know, there's someone between you who's, you know, has their vision and there's someone between, you know, uh, you and the and the consumer. Um, so that's where women sometimes get exploited, get taken advantage of. Um, 
But with what I do, I just need an internet connection. You know, it's right. just me. Like, I don't yeah. report to anyone. Like, no one has to tell me what to do. If a guy's rude to me, like, I could just block him. Yeah. So it makes a big difference. Damn. That's nice. Well, and that's then, amazing. Well, last question, because I wanted to go through all these things on the list because I was fascinated by everyone. <laughs> you said you made $30,000 in one day recently. Mm-hmm. How did you, you do that? Um, so this was a, uh, a customer I've been talking to on and off for, like past 10 years actually and he's always kind of sweet yeah (laughs) he's always been what I call binger which means like if I see him if he shows up he is going to spend a lot of money in a short amount of time wow Uh, do you know what he does for a living gosh i think he told me one time or something. something like well, that rich, yeah yeah he's loaded hopefully hopefully he's not um, just giving every single dollar he has to you but yeah hopefully he's not just robbing not. a bank or something um but uh so yeah so he always spent a lot um but recently he contacted me and, and i've gone like years without talking to him and so he would pop up at the weirdest times <laughs> um but yeah more recently he contacted me and was just in one of his moods and uh just started sending me money and you wouldn't believe what little effort I put into it. Like I, I was just, <laughs> I was just talking to him on kick, like just encouraging him, like, yes, and more. And like sending him like it's a financial selfie. domination is yeah, what that is, right? Exactly. Men it's, getting off on paying you. Yeah. Just the act of paying you. Exactly. God. And it's just minimal interaction. And not only did he spend $30,000 on me, but he spent, I believe, uh, $40,000 on another girl, around $30,000 on another girl, something that added up to like, over $100,000 on like three or four different women within like a week period. Wow. Whoa. Did he tell you this or did you know the women? No, we just kind of figured it out because we're all on Twitter and we brag about the money we make and stuff. Oh, and yeah, so yeah. it was like, wait, all four of Is us Is that are kind made- of like marketing for you? Because if you're Ameliatrix, you're like, hi, this fucking yeah. dude paid me so much money. Like I would imagine that's like comics tweeting jokes. Oh, definitely. For and you. It, well, other guys get excited about it. They'll be right. like, oh, I want to send you money now. Like it encourages other wow. guys to pay me. Or, or sometimes guys will get jealous. They'll get competitive. Like, oh, I, oh, I hate that wow. guy. He's sending you more money than me. I'm going to send you. Well, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> exactly. Do the prices right and give me a dollar more. Ooh, that's yeah. a dick move. But with bragging about money, I mean, like, again, security. Like, has anyone ever, like, attempted to, like, take your money from you in any, you know, sort of way? Just, like, public bragging about money on the Internet makes me very nervous <laughs> for I've you. Had, I've had guys, like, threaten to tell the IRS, which is silly because I pay my taxes. <laughs> right. Yeah. How do you, um, yeah. How do you, when they pay you, uh-huh. some, do they sometimes pay you cash? Like that $30,000, is that via online yeah, transfers so of some online. kind? Well, that's true. Cause I mean, like are, are your clients filling out tax paper? Like, is this, uh, yeah. Cause yeah. what is that? An yeah. expense? A oh. work expense? What? Well, I mean, it'll come through on certain websites, like the platform websites that I <gasps> oh, get right. money from. And then that website will send me a 1099. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. Damn. Because I was like, yeah, this, these are huge increments of money, obviously. Okay. Right, yeah. Hmm. Wow. I have a question that it's not really related to sex, but like what? <laughs> and if you don't want to answer, this is kind of a personal financial question, but like yeah. who, how much, what percentage of your income do you have to pay in taxes? Um, I believe I'm in the 30% tax bracket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. so you, t- wow. And do you do your own taxes? No, I have an accountant. Okay. I was going <laughs> to say, that is tricky. No yeah. way. Yeah. Well, where can we find you online? I know you gave us your website, but yeah. what would you like to promote um, before okay. we end? Sure. Um, well, you can follow me on Twitter. It's C.R. Lynch, which is C-E-A-R-A-L-Y-N-C-H. Um, and then my website is crlynch.com. Cool. Same spelling. Dope. And when does this movie come out? Oh, it's a Ruin Me. Yeah, it comes out uh, in, probably next year. We just finished filming, so we're in post-production right now. Um, and yeah, you can go to ruinmefilm.com to check out more on that. 
Wow. Thank you so much yeah, thank for you. reaching out to us and uh, coming over and blowing my mind. Really <laughs> You're welcome. It, <laughs> thank you. This has been Guys We Fuck, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Sponsoring today's episode of Guys We Fuck. Third Love uses real women's measurements to create bras that fit better. Available in sizes AA through G, as well as the exclusive half cup sizes. Try one of Third Love's 24-7 bras for free for 30 days. If it's not your new favorite, return it or exchange it for free. Go to thirdlove.com slash GWF now and try Third Love's free bra for 30 days. 24-hour bra. That's thirdlove.com, T-H-I-R-D slash GWF.